0: He believes in being true, chaste, benevolent. She believes in aliens. It's Mormon and the meth head. <laughs> if you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all just a our friends, Listen to them talking to Mike. So, when I was in the 8th grade, I had, there there's a dance at the end of the year, and I was really excited. I was pretty hot shit uh, by the end of 8th grade. There were uh, several girls who had crushes on me. So, I was you were popular very, in school. In 8th grade, I was very popular. Wow. At least in my class. We were kind of split up. There was like another half of 8th grade who didn't know who I was, but... Uh, that all changed on graduation. I gave a speech at like eighth grade commencement or whatever, and I just roasted our middle school <laughs> and like roasted the prince. That my whole speech was just jokes about all these teachers and stuff. Uh, this was my first taste of of doing comedy, you know. And uh, and that made just, you popular. I just just dist- well then every- I just everyone in the school knew me because okay. I was like uh, I said that stuff yeah. anyway. The, the end of the year's there's a dance. Uh, I was so excited. So that all these girls liked me, but I really liked Krista. That Krista was so hot. And I, I, don't, I just liked her so much. And uh, I was excited to dance with her. I knew that I was going to uh, touch my private parts against her butt like I knew <laughs> that that was going to happen. And uh, I was looking forward to that. I was wearing a hideous shirt that I thought was so awesome. Uh, I know it because it's like in the same... I like wore it for my... Uh, picture day outfit, so I have like that's the picture in the yearbook, and uh, I went to this dance and I was so excited. My friends Kevin and Josh and Luke, we were all like pumped to to dance with girls. This is a Mormon school? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm the, is... o- I'm the only Mormon there. East Coast. Yeah, this is East Coast. Okay. This is this is Benjamin Tasker Middle School, uh, uh, slightly known for the uh a kid got shot there by the DC sniper. Wow. Do you remember the DC sniper? No. Uh I remember the DC sniper. I think I went
1: drugs you... probably I was on drugs. When you were in high school I was doing drugs.
0: Oh yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, we there was this two week period, I think it was only two weeks. I can't remember. There was these guys that were going around uh sniping people out of the back of their car, just killing random people. Uh, all so that he could kill his estranged wife and make it look like, what? uh, it was, uh, part of a random, uh, serial killing spree. That was his whole, that was wow. his whole plan. And they were just, they were just shooting, uh, random people at like gas stations and stuff. And they parked in this, this park across from a middle school and a, uh, Boy was getting dropped off in the bus lane. Like, like, he was got to school late, and his aunt was dropping him off. And they shot this, like, 7th uh, grade kid. Holy and, shit. Yeah. And his aunt, like, scooped him back up and uh, put him in the minivan and drove him to the hospital. Uh, anyway, so that's... We were, we got on TV for that. Uh, but uh, so this is Benjamin Tasker. Benjamin Tasker, no other Mormons there. Uh, and... I did get to dance with Krista a little bit. Did get to dance with Krista a little bit. She was wearing a a short little black lacy dress. And I got to dance with... And it was just like nerve-wracking and exciting and wonderful. And uh, then my dad showed up. What? Yeah, my dad was like... I mean, like he allowed me to come to this. This is a big deal that I got to go to... Mormons aren't allowed to date until... um, like they're 16 and even then you're supposed to like do group dates you're not supposed to go one-on-one dates and stuff but you couldn't like go to like you couldn't do go to a church dance until like you were 14 and I wasn't 14 yet and it was like a big deal to get to go to this dance. dance yeah and so then my dad came to like check it out to see what it was going to be like oh, and of man. course he gets there and uh, you know, I, there's just well, no, he never saw me. At least I don't think he ever saw me. Uh, He but he saw other kids just uh gr- bumping and grinding on each other. Yeah, do you know what song I remember playing? This is like stand back, you're dancing kind of close. Yeah, I feel a little bump coming through. That was poke from you. There's a poke, uh-huh. okay, girl. I know Did you they call felt it making
1: a- purple.
0: What the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> when my daughter, who's seven years younger than you, uh, was in high school, they called it making purple because the girl is red and the boy is blue and they don't want you smashing up against each other making purple. That's what the fuck This is, fucking this is the administrators call it? Yeah. I mean,
0: are, a rule are they against aware? making purple. <laughs> uh, are they aware of like purple drink and like like scissor and like all this stuff that like when you talking about making purple <laughs> That's so weird uh, No no one ever called it that Thank god dude. Um, Nah alright so my dad shows up And is immediately so upset And I think he goes to like administrators first Like these like school people And be like uh, children are touching each other And they're like yeah And my dad's like well uh, Don't you think you should Chain all the oh, doors And god. set this building on fire <laughs> And they're like, uh, who are you again? <laughs> and I was like, never mind. I see my son. <laughs> so I see my dad there, oh. like from across the cafeteria because he is four feet taller than everyone in eighth grade, you know? He's a giant, just mountain of a man, and I can see him, and I know that this isn't good. Uh, I know that he is like here to make me go home. And so. I immediately start trying to run away from him and I spend a good while just like I could because I could see him from so far away that I could just start moving around this patch cafeteria so my dad has to like uh, m- like uh, make his way way through the waters of sinful teenagers like oh to get to me and he's just like pushing children out of the way try and I'm just like moving around <laughs> and my friends are trying to keep <laughs> me hidden and Oh my God! Uh, how mad was he? He is. He was pretty mad. Uh, <laughs> so much the like, I mean, f- I most of my friends I don't think ever saw him again after that. But everyone had that memory seared into their brain. Oh my God! Whenever I talk about my like, my friends were terrified of my of my dad because they just have this like thirteen year old memory when uh, they just saw this giant man being like Aaron. It's oh, time to oh go. It's time to go home, Aaron. Oh, uh, and I like told him I hated him in the car. So when he finally got me out into the car, I'm like I hate you. You ruined my dance. Oh, mm.
1: I uh, I got caught doing every almost everything. Oh, okay, so I snuck a boy into my closet when I was f- fifth grade or not fifth
0: grade. Fifth? <laughs> Shit.
1: 15. 15. 15. 8th grade. 9th grade.
0: 15 should probably be uh, ninth or tenth grade.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely not 10th. I dropped out after 9th. So 9th grade, I snuck a boy into my closet uh so that we could fuck. <clears throat> and then my um Diana Diana Massey didn't go home. So her mom called, and I had gotten my own phone line that year. It was like hot shit. S- hot shit. So I didn't hear the phone ring. And so my dad wakes up and... Uh, what, time, what time is
0: this? This is
1: all, like I it's fucking 9.30. Oh. 10. I don't know. Like I had just... We hadn't even done anything yet. Uh, me and Chris. Because fucking... Uh, he just got up there. Like mm-hmm. my dad just went to bed. So it's probably 10.30. And so then my dad... I'm in the closet. Chris just got my pants off. And uh, my dad... Comes in the bedroom. It's like Jessica, Jessica, motherfucker. You know, and then he goes in and starts taking a shit. What? Yeah, <laughs> like it woke him up, so he had to go shit. And so, so he... I put my pants back on mm-hmm. and I go out and knock on the door. And uh, and when my dad opened, my poor parents. My dad opens up the bathroom door. I go, gotcha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait, your phone line was it not in your bedroom?
1: It was. They ca- so Diana Massey's mom called my dad's number, and I didn't hear it ring because uh, I had my own phone uh, line, uh, oh, my okay, own phone okay, okay. number. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, which was something something. Jessa spelled J E S A because I had just changed my name to Jessa and tried to spell it with only one S for a long time because I because I got that phone number. And, uh, and I was changing my name, so I just only wanted one S, and nobody, everybody's like, yeah, we'll go for the Jessa thing, I guess, but, like, you have to not spell it like a fucking idiot. So, anyway.
0: But your uh, phone number was Jessa. Was, yeah, (laughs) Jessa.
1: So, uh... Or maybe I just requested it to be Jessa and name myself Jessa and then couldn't get the phone number and then switch it to Jessa. I don't know. It was whatever it was when I changed my name to Jessa. It was motivated by being able to fit my name in a phone number. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. And then he pushes me, right? Because he's furious. Like he's just in there shitting while like. Because this is like the same year. He's <laughs> an angry dad shit. <laughs> This was like, I tell this story in another podcast that uh, will probably air after this one. But I was a very frustrating uh, child and I was never told the truth about anything ever. And so... You never told the truth. I never told the truth about anything ever. So anyway, uh, he... Opens up the door and is like, where were you? And I was like, I was right there. I was just messing with you. And he's like, I just went in the room. You were not in there. I was like, I was under my bed. Why the fuck would you get underneath your bed? And I was like, I just thought it would be funny. And so then he pushes me. And then he like goes and cries because he pu- he's just like pushed me out of his way. But he like goes and it's, it's just, yeah. just like so frustrated. Uh, and then i write a note to asshole in my closet and i'm like uh my dad's downstairs we just had this moment and uh so you're just gonna have to wait until i let you out and he was like are we not gonna fuck though and i was like no my dad's awake dude and he's like well just like put your butt back in the door
0: (laughs) what was he 15 as well
1: He's like a year older than me yeah okay (laughs) yeah this wasn't one of the 25 year
0: olds (laughs) he put your butt back in the door i'll leave my wife for you
1: (laughs) yeah he just want me to like open the closet (laughs) and just stick my ass in because like that would be suspicious so
0: if your dad dad happened to come back (laughs) in and you were just like had your butt sticking (laughs) in your closet and you're like gotcha
1: as long as you couldn't see the person in the closet. It wouldn't be obvious. I was getting railed out. Uh-
0: <laughs> Jess, I can't even imagine.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so then-
0: I don't think 15-year-old Aaron even really knew what sex was. Like... No, he did, but he had no... He never... I At 15, I never had the balls to even try... I was too scared of it.
1: Oh God! Well, so then I had all those bad sexual experiences. Chris was the only guy that I ever let just have regular sex with me, mm. and it was still stuff like fucking me in a field and in the in the closet. I did end up fucking him before he left, uh, and then that realizing night? weeks later that he pissed into a cup in my closet and just left
0: it there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, it's good that you had cups in your closet.
1: (laughs) I used to, like, hide in there and talk to myself.
0: Oh, my God. You were such a sad kid.
1: Yeah, not even, like, uh, I'm still like this. I need a lot of time to myself, but that time to myself is so that I can play out scenarios of things happening in my life. And I can play all the roles. Anyway, so then uh, I discover smoking pot. And drinking, and I decide I want to go live with my mom again. Cause I lived with my mom until I was twelve, and shit just was bad. Yeah. Just drugs, and she had these people living in our house that were very abusive to me. I think I told this story where the kid used to piss, the kid pissed in my sister's bath, and the uh the one chick the oh, reason I'm so fun. weird about spit, um this chick used to hawk loogies. She was like 12. She used to hawk loogies all the time. And she was like, would bully me so bad. And they lived. They were like tweakers that my mom had living there. 12-year-old tweakers? No, like their mom was a tweaker that was my mom's okay. best friend. And so I was just, me and my sister were getting tortured by these trash heap children. And uh, we were to, we had so many chores. And, and Renee was supposed to do uh, chores. She was supposed to do the dishes. And uh, was going to make me do them. And then said I had to drink this bottle of hairspray to stop from... And then whatever. She ended up spitting a loogie in my hair. They were fucking disgusting. My sister was taking a bath. And Willie came in and pissed into her bathtub. Just horrible. I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. So I left there when I was 12 and moved in with my dad. And then a lot of shit. There was a lot of shit to deal with. So I was in therapy. Because the guidance counselor called my dad and said I was acting provocatively. I think i just watched
0: were you does that mean you were trying to sleep with him
1: i think i was trying to fuck my teachers uh trying to seduce my teachers and um i just think i watched too many movies but uh then i was in therapy for a while then they tried to take me out of therapy and i acted out big time and ended up going to my first mental hospital which this is like a life experience that i forget that like there's most of the world has never done time in a mental hospital. Most people don't know what a quiet room is. Do you know what a quiet room is? Yeah, I well, mean, I think maybe they know what a quiet room is, but they've never been like tied down in a quiet room. Of
0: course not. No. Yeah,
1: so it's just I, like I realize like how much of my life experience is not. I loved it. I would just act out just to get carried. The way they carry you is they uh, they like four people. They put you down onto the floor, and then four people, uh, they one each takes a limb, and they like wrap, they like hold, like make it so your limbs are out, but you can't move them, and then they tie you face down with these leather restraints. I really, kind of explains some of my stuff now. And then, yeah, uh, uh,
0: I, I am, const. Every time I feel like I have a good grasp on you, I learn something else that I'm like. Like or not like good. I just feel like I can't be shocked anymore. Yeah. Uh you're how old when this is happening? Fourteen. It, and you're and you are you, do you know why you're acting out to get you you you're like aware that you're like, oh, I'm into this.
1: I was so hungry for attention and I just uh I would have killed myself if I knew that I could watch people cry at my funeral. I was so starved for attention and And it was any kind of attention was good. And I was always performing. Uh, Mm. And this is back with the bus driver story. And this is all the same Mm. era. So I think probably, you know, we spent time talking about me getting molested and, and my childhood and stuff in therapy. I think I was getting taken out of therapy. And this is where the big crazy shit started. And so I I go into mental hospital, but I just, it's 24-7 audience. 24-7 people paying attention to me. I get to act completely insane. I remember I was screaming about something and I cut my finger on this chair, at the bottom of this chair, and then just put the blood everywhere on my face. I just, I was so psycho. And uh, so I'm in and out of that mental hospital. I go to a day hospital for my first... I failed every grade, too, since, like, fifth. I go to a day hospital for, like, three months where it's I, they just drive me to a hospital where I do school, and then I go home at night. I get straight A's. I'm on the principal's list on a roll when I get to real high school.
0: Are you banging the principal?
1: No. No, not that list. I never did get any teacher to fuck me. And I hear all these stories now. <laughs> I uh, should have gone for a woman teacher, I guess. Um, so then I moved back to my mom's house because I start smoking pot. And I know I could smoke pot at her house. So I moved back to my mom's house when I'm 15. And that, that was my wannabe gangster phase. Ooh. I wanted big gangs Rechogal. were a big thing in the the boys in the hood uh and I just like I don't I don't know what the other girls my age were into or what but I just wanted to be ice cube like I wanted I wanted to be in a gang we walked around with like a dent puller because that's how you pulled out ignitions and just a like what puller dent puller dent dent
0: yeah but what is that
1: you would like screw it into the ignition well, it, it you're supposed to screw it into dents, and then it had a weight on it, and you would pull the weight, and it would pull the dent out. Oh. But you could, back then, like Honda Accords or whatever, you could just screw it into the uh, ignition, ignition, and then pull the ignition out, hmm. and then just drive the car with a screwdriver. Nice. And so, uh, I just, I ran with a posse of, like, five guys that were all... Teenagers? Yeah. And... These scary uh, little kids. I tried to get beat into gangs.
0: Well, how how'd you fail at that
1: nobody would do it and then i was like uh i fell for the you can get fucked into the gang a couple times i fell for that one a couple <laughs> times
0: oh uh, my god what What? what
1: yeah so, so wait a minute
0: does that just be so they fucked you but then they still didn't let you in the gang. yeah
1: this is so sad what yeah
0: why aren't you in the gang though I don't,
1: because I just wasn't. I guess I just didn't seem gang worthy. I don't know. I it think was a you're weird. Gang-worthy. And my little crew was not. They all, turn, most of them turned out to be pretty fucked up. But, um. You don't say. Yeah. So the kid, the, my best friend from that era is the one who went to prison for killing somebody. <laughs> so, uh, And then that's when I go through the fucking adult men phase. Mm -hmm. And I'm poorly supervised because my mom's still on drugs. And I'm allowed to smoke pot, but there's like these stupid rules. And so I would just be high on whatever and then just always blame it on pot. Uh, I did acid every day for this summer. And my mom like was weird. Like I had to smoke. I was allowed to smoke pot. Where did you get
0: acid from as a teenager? As a
1: teenager was the easiest way to get it. I'm surprised that people can find it as adults. When you said you had acid, I was like, what? Uh, it's everywhere when you're a teenager. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. So the first time I did acid, I was so fucked up. Cause I think the guy who was the psycho Danny Horner, uh, who told me his name was Danny Garcia. Cause my last name was Garcia. And he was like, use that as a way to become Like to get in with me to become my boyfriend. It was fucking weird. Anyway, he told me I was taking a hit. And I took like three hits the first time I did acid. I'm 15 fucking years old. So I was just high as shit. Taking a shower in in Ricky's bathroom with my socks on. Just getting my ass kicked by water. And I kept checking in with my mom because acid does this thing. Uh, when you're young, at least where you're like, Oh my God, what time is it? Oh my God, what time is it? And so I would just keep, I kept calling my mom and checking mm. in like every seven minutes and she was like, get your fucking ass home. <laughs> and so I come home, I'm so high. She feeds me dinner and I'm, we had to have like a swamp cooler, like air conditioner wall u- or like window unit. Mm. And I'm trying to eat. And this, this air conditioner is Stealing my breath, you know? So my mom walks in and I'm holding the air conditioner with both hands, going. (laughs) 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 And she's like, What the fuck? And I was like, (laughs) Turn it off. Oh, God. And I would just be like, Just to
0: smoke some crazy weed. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Uh some really crazy weed mouth. Well, it's just cool that you like, alright, so I never did anything. Uh I'm trying to think of when uh I did something bad. Like So I, you
1: never made out with girls or like
0: nothing? I uh all right, here's like a list of girls that I kissed. Uh I had a girlfriend in 10th grade named Annie, and uh, she was like the first girl that I kissed. And uh, I broke up with her because when we would make out, I would like, I was just like, every time we made out, I was just like reaching a little bit further up her shirt, you know, just like my fingertips, just like underneath her shirt, you know, just first that like just above her jeans, right? to go a little higher, and I would. I started touching like the very bottom of her bra, like on the side, right? You know, just like that, the side bra strap, just like the bottom of that, like just barely touched that, like silky fabric. And she would moan a little bit when I would, when my fingers would get that high. And I felt so incredibly guilty about that. Oh uh, my god, uh, So she wasn't Mormon because no, is like, she's okay. not Mormon. And I, like, went to, like, a Mormon uh, church camp uh, called EFY and uh, really got my testimony strengthened there. You know, really came home feeling uh, pretty pretty recharged spiritually. And then had my mom drive me to Annie's house so I could break up with her so oh, that I wouldn't be God. tempted to... Uh, touch uh, her bra strap. Touch her bra strap again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's pretty much same... <laughs>
1: Did you ever just tell her to just back her
0: ass? <laughs> Just let me fin- Just let me finish touching your-, your brush. <laughs> I know your dad's downstairs, but uh, um, I I once kissed a girl I didn't know and couldn't see her face. Uh, we she was in uh. This is a, maybe too what? long of a story to explain. Well, I guess now I have to explain it. I was into making movies in high school. My friend Nick uh, invited me to start making movies with him, and I just loved it. It was my favorite thing. And my favorite thing that we ever did was the 48-hour film festival, uh, which like, uh, I think is only cool if you're a teenager doing it. All the adults that do it, I'm like, get a fucking life. <laughs> Y'all aren't filmmakers. Just like, uh, anyway, the forty you had forty eight hours, and you just make this movie straight. So we're all high schoolers, and we're doing this. And so we would, like, there was a bunch of us that were just like staying over at Nick's house as we worked on this stuff. And so I was taking like a shift, like where I was like sleeping, I was supposed to. So like Nick had his bedroom set up for people that wanted to sleep, and there was like a few of us in there. And uh we weren't sleeping instead we were all just talking about like girl problems or something. Right. And then suddenly the door to this bedroom opens, the lights on in the hallway, I can see the silhouette of a girl, and she's just like, interesting conversation you boys are having. And then she comes into the bedroom and uh like ends up uh, in sharing the bed. She's just like, she's a sultry uh uh sixteen year old and she's just like, I get the bed because I'm a girl. And there was like already a dude in the bed. And so then like I don't know. Then somehow I got in the bed with her, right? Right. And it's been dark. It's in the middle of the night. And we were like, you know, supposed to be sleeping, even though we were just talking. And like the sun is starting to come up and finally Nick and Ian li- leave the room and it's just me and the girl. Uh and uh she kissed me. And I uh stopped her this like wow. should have been just like a this crazy like young experience just like go yeah. with it Aaron like this when is this ever gonna happen to you uh but I uh, was like mm, nope uh no thanks I was also in love with Mary Wilson at the time and uh thought that like Ugh, I don't know I if, 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 if Mary's not going to kiss me, because Mary never, ever did kiss me, ever, <laughs> we dated for like a month uh, in senior year, and she, we never kissed. Wow. <laughs> when um, uh, I'm still friends with her and her mom, uh, and uh, I'm talking to her uh, mom, and her mom's telling me a story about how she left uh, Mary and I at their house alone and uh mary freaked out and ran into like snuck into another room and like called her mom and be like mom what are you doing and her mom's like what she's like you just left me home alone with a boy and joanne said uh no i didn't i left you with Aaron." (laughs) and she told me this story like as i like like a few years ago she told me this story i'm an adult man and god did that hurt so bad I was just like, "Ouch, ouch, Jody! What? You didn't even consider me a threat, even in the slightest, to your daughter's uh, purity. Nothing." So
1: why didn't you kiss? Because of
0: Mary or because of you? Oh, because of Mary. Mary yeah. is the only person. Yeah, Mary just <laughs> was just weird. <laughs> just an- uh she was uh, Catholic and like more religious than I was. I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I kissed another girl in a movie theater once, but that was after I'd already graduated high school. Uh, I think those are all the girls that I kissed before. And, uh, I came home from my mission. I didn't kiss any. There's gotta be someone in there that I'm missing, but. No, it's possible that my wife was like the fourth person. What I about never... you? Didn't
1: kiss the girl in the car,
0: uh, <laughs> Joanna. All right, so um, I was a senior in high school, and she was she was a freshman at college. She the year before had asked me to go to prom with her, and I said no because I didn't want to go to another class's prom. I was like, "That's that's your guys's deal." you guys it's I feel like a weird being the junior at your prom so no and then Suzanne asked me to prom and I said yes (laughs) so I did go to I did go to their prom just not with Joanna um and uh uh but so a year later, Joanna comes back uh, and she's like messaging me on Facebook or something and, and is like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm back on break. I'm gonna come to your uh, uh, Alana's show, which was our improv team. So she comes to a comedy show where I perform, and then she's, and she tells me she wants to take me out on a date afterwards. And then we do some flirting. Uh, before the date arrives you know so i'm pretty certain that i'm gonna get to make out with a college girl and i'm very excited about it and the show goes well i'm like you know i get she gets to watch me be the star and be funny right then she takes me out to dinner and we eat dinner and then we're doing that awkward teenager thing where we need to find a place where we can make out right and uh she's driving she's driving her car we're going back to Bowie uh and i'm like there's a place not far from where i live that might be a a good place to talk i said a good place to i know a nice quiet place to talk and we're driving there and i'm just like getting really anxious and nervous and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and she's saying things like oh i don't feel very well and i'm like oh my god i don't care uh (laughs) And she's like, oh, it just – my stomach hurts. And I'm like, oh, that is so weird. Uh, I don't care. I'm just going to make <laughs> out with you. Uh, and then she starts heaving while she's driving the car. Uh, and she's like – And I was like, pull over, pull over, pull over. And she, start, she like, puts on her blinker. We're, like, on a one-lane road. Like, there's, like – it's just going onto the shoulder she like puts on her blinkers like click, like checks her blind spot walk and then like she gets over to the shoulder and just uh vomits all over her dashboard. She vomits. I distinctly remember like a like a, a chunk a diced tomato sliding down the speedometer. like it was just like hit the speedometer. <laughs> And it's just slowly dripping down. (laughs) Some of it splattered onto like my jeans. And I remember that made me want to like, And uh, she is so embarrassed. And we're trying to find stuff in her car that she can like clean this up with. It's just like, here's some like fast food napkins, you know. And she goes, "Uh, would you mind uh, walking home? And I was like, absolutely not! And I just took off running. <laughs> I'm running through Fox Hill Park, uh, which is which is the park where the sniper was uh, hiding out in when he shot oh, that kid. God. I'm running. I'm running across that park behind Tasker, and uh, to get home. And I'm just laughing. <laughs> it's in the, it's dark, you know. And I'm just going over these hills and through trees, and you just hear me just laughing so hard because oh. I knew it was funny uh she like by the time i got home she had like called my house a couple times to apologize and i told her there's no i was like there's no need to apologize and she was like you're never gonna talk to me again i was like that is not true turned out to be totally true we never spoke (laughs) again after that uh but i don't think that was my choice i feel like she was probably too embarrassed there's no coming back from it but i was convinced jessa that like god (laughs) knew i was gonna make mistakes that night that I couldn't take back, and so he like he like he sent an angel Ipecac to like her... stuck a stick a <laughs> a finger down Joanna's throat to protect me from making these mistakes. Oh my God! And I was like, oh, I'm glad I saved myself for my wife. Thank you, Lord, for uh for protecting me. Uh, I think I told that story to Brother Lamaster in church, and he was just dying laughing. Oh my God. Uh you had uh, girls
1: tight. try to you had probably girls trying to throw themselves at you
0: and I had no idea that they were throwing themselves at me for the most part I and mean, there was one I can think of times where like I knew they were throwing themselves at me and I was just like Ugh. <laughs> uh, that girl that I kissed in the bed that one night yeah. she didn't go to our school and uh, she found out when I was going to be playing lacrosse against her school. She, like, came to the lacrosse game to find me and, talk, and like, she was, like, dressed real nice. And I just ran away from her. Like, literally ran in another direction I'm like, oh, they, oh yeah, goodbye. <laughs> um,
1: was she hot?
0: Nah. <laughs> there was a hot girl named Mallory who... So I did, in ninth grade I went to a different school than all of my friends, and then I transferred out after one year and I joined them at Roosevelt. But ninth grade I was in Bowie High and I didn't have any friends. It was an awful year. The only people who were nice to me was this set of just fine sophomore girls who like let me eat lunch with them and they were like the emo girls of the school, which I knew nothing about. But like, I mean, one girl had like pink hair and another girl had like... Tied black hair with like these with these bangs and stuff. I was in love with with all of them. Mallory was definitely oh that's a rude, I don't know. I've doesn't matter. I leave that school and I don't tell anyone that I'm leaving, which I thought would be really cool. So <laughs> I just I just I just say goodbye at the end of the year, like see you guys next year, and yeah. then just never showed up again. And I would just be this faint memory that they all had, like whatever happened to that guy that ate lunch with us. Anyway, one day I run into them and they're like, oh, my God, Aaron, we miss you. We're actually having a party for Lisa right now. You should come. And I go to that party and Mallory's there and Mallory's drunk and horny and uh, wants me. And she's like trying to flirt with me. She's like, you gotten so big. And I'm just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Uh, It's been, I just kind of hit a growth spurt, I guess. Uh, And she's like, uh, I could beat you up, though. Nope. No, you couldn't. (laughs) That's categorically false. There's no, there's absolutely no way. I always hated when girls, which that was something that said a lot, like, I bet I could beat you up. And I would just be like, no, you absolutely could not. (laughs) I outweigh you by 90 pounds. There's no way uh you could beat me up so she's like she goes so she's undeterred she's like oh yeah i could all i'd have to do is this and then she like fakes like she's gonna knee me in the groin but she doesn't instead she just she like puts like picture and she just slides her leg in between my two legs just like like right up against my balls. Just like right. slides her leg and then steps into me so that I'm looking straight down into her cleavage. And she's looking up at me with big eyes. Damn. And she's ju- yeah. And she's just staring at me like this. And I am unable to take my eyes off of her. Like I'm just staring at her in the, in, in the eyes. And she's just got this look on her face that I'm not... I don't know why it scares me so much, but I just, I'm like, uh, and I take one giant step backwards <laughs> and put like three feet of space in between us. And she just is like, has a slightly kind of like confused, but like still like, got like a little smile on her face. And then I take another step backwards and her smile starts to fade and I take another step backwards and then I just walk completely out of the room <laughs> backwards, backwards <laughs> while Keeping eye contact with her, and then as soon as I was into the kitchen, I just turned around and I was like, sorry talking with someone else. So I was like, "Hey man, what's up? How you liking this? How you liking this party?" <laughs> and my parents were worried about. Like, I feel like my parents could have let me go anywhere, and I never would have done anything wrong because I was just so dumb and so scared.
1: So, were you tempted? Like when she did that, were you aware that that was hot as fuck?
0: I was scared. I was just scared. And that I, that was 10th grade. I mean, by uh, like 12th grade, I'm definitely like, oh, God, I wish I could just make out with you and you and you and you. I was definitely okay. hornier and stuff as I, as I got older. Uh, 10th grade, I just, oh, God, do you know how much I'd give right now for like a, a woman to do that to me? How, how good that would feel to be like d- that desired and chaste and like. And I, uh, and instead, I just wasted. I, I think about all these opportunities that I wasted. Did I tell the guitar room story no, on the that's podcast? What I
1: was trying to get you to. I don't yeah. think so.
0: Okay, so I I switched schools, right? And I'm in tenth grade. I switched schools, and all my friends had spent all of ninth grade talking me up, and uh, they've got this new group of friends, you know, that don't know me yet. One of the first people I meet is Ezra. One of the most beautiful women. I feel like she's like shaped. Like who I'm attracted to for the rest of my life. So I'm like, I'm, I'm straight up attracted to this girl. I, and I like her. And we spend the first week or so of the school year, just flirting heavily, always talking to each other. And, uh, then one day she's like, Hey, during our lunch period, I think you should, uh, we shouldn't go to the cafeteria. You should, the, the guitar classroom is going to be empty and we can just go down there and I'll play you a song on my guitar. Which is a which is a sweet. That's a slick move. Yeah, that's a great move on her part. She told me that she did. Uh, was was able to use it again. I was the first one she tried it on, uh, <laughs> and uh, didn't go well for her. But she was undeterred. She used it again. She was and she was right to because that's a good move. Anyway, she takes me down, and I specifically remember too, um, Gabe being annoying, like Gabe trying to flirt with her, and her like I could. She like made a like he said something about like what kind of bra she was wearing because she was wearing this like green and blue plaid bra pattern. And it was like you could see the straps sticking out from like under like her tank top. Right. And Gabe was doing some sort of creepy Gabe thing where he's talking about it. And she indulges him just so that she, the I can see what kind of bra she's yeah. wearing. You know, like she's doing stuff like. uh the, like when I look back on, like she was sending so many signals. We get down to the guitar room. It's just us. It's dark. She's serenading me to like Sublime, probably I right. <laughs> so like Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. And she just plays this song, and I am loving it. I'm loving that we're that we're sneaking around, that we're doing something dangerous. That she's playing a song just for me, and then she's done, and I'm like. so like should we go to lunch now (laughs) are we gonna are we gonna go eat our lunch or do you are you gonna play another song well how many songs are we are you playing i mean oh you know it i completely over my head i had not a single clue of what i was supposed to do in that room what an idiot what an idiot i had her i had her She, she wanted me so bad i had no clue i had no idea and she's someone that i like i I genuinely liked her, but all I wanted was to like marry her. Yeah. You know? I wanted huh. I wanted uh to be with her it was you know? Yeah. And um then like soon after that she taught me what the phrase hookup meant. And I had never heard this this term of what hooking up. I was like, What do you guys mean when you talk about hooking up? And I was just like disgusted by the them. <laughs> like her <laughs> her and her other friend would tell me and I was like, And you well, I'm sorry. All right, so you uh you put your mouth on a, another person's mouth and, uh, and then but he's not your boyfriend and you're never going to see him again after that. And I just like got all pious and just oh, like God. grossly, you know, rude religious. like. Oh, oh, oh. And, but because all I was, all I was was just hurt though, because I just thought that she was going to be my girlfriend, you yeah. know? And I found out that she was just like, uh, I don't know, oh. a cool 15 year old girl who's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> trying to have fun. Yeah, just trying to have fun. And I, I wasn't, I was not trying to have fun. No, you, I didn't, was,
1: you didn't sound like you were fun at all.
0: Uh, somehow I had a lot of friends though. <laughs> somehow. Well, you
1: were probably funny.
0: I was funny, just not fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're popular though. That's cool. I was not. Popular at all. Sixth grade, I won the talent show out of nowhere. I beat all the popular kids in the town. Is this with
0: board. a song about how your dad's mm-hmm. molesting you?
1: No, this is like a prayer by Madonna, though. <laughs> it's still a Madonna it's song. Still a Madonna song. And uh, I coordinated this dance and I borrowed my friend's spandex shorts because spandex shorts were real popular, like bike shorts. Mm hmm. And uh, but I didn't have my own, so I borrowed a friend's, and I coordinated a dance, and I think I had two backup dancers, and I could lip sync like a motherfucker, and so I did like a prayer, and uh, I even like fell backwards in the in the coordinated or uh, choreographed dance, and then after that I was just super popular. Uh, For like t- 15 minutes And then the next I tried to do the next talent show And I did a Paula Abdul song And I ended up walking off the stage I choked And then I was like I but- never should have done anything but Madonna And then I wasn't popular anymore Aww And then I was just I remember I was just invisible Kind of Like I was either so fucking weird That everyone knew who I was But knew me as weird Not like weird, like eating boogers in the corner, but just fucking... Also, I kept picking fights, and I couldn't fight... I could fight if I was uh, defending myself. But whenever I just decided that I was tough, and I would try to pick a fight with someone, I'd get my ass kicked.
0: Hmm.
1: So in eighth grade, I used to fake faint all the time. (laughs) I just forget what a fucking idiot I was. (laughs) So I would just faint and it just got to the point and I would just, so just like boom on the floor in the middle of a packed hallway people are stepping on me just no in one, the middle of traffic.
0: Did everyone think you were faking I just said I had anemia,
1: and just, it just got to the point where just everybody, it it was so ridiculous, and this chick, Shannon, who was, like, liked (laughs) me, goes, get up off the floor, you whore, or something, just, like, stupid joking around, and I was like, fuck you, bitch, I'm coming, (laughs) this is so embarrassing, fuck you, bitch, I'm coming to your house, I'm gonna fuck you up, so I invited every, this happened, every time I ever did this, I got my ass kicked. So I invited everyone to come to this fight. So everyone shows up at her house. I roll up and I'm not mad because it's just like, dr- like contrived bullshit. And, uh, you know, I had chick, I had a chick come after me cause I stole her boyfriend and, uh, I kicked her ass. But nice. then like these fights where I thought I was tough, like I would just get my ass kicked, not just cause I would be like lazy. I'd get into the fight and then not want to do anything. <laughs> So Shannon kicks my ass, and I'm like, "You wait, I'm just tired right now." You, it's because I, fe- I no, I fake fainted. Feinted. I did fake faint. I swear to fuck, I fainted during the fight, and then I uh, go back to my friend Kristen's house. I take a bunch of vitamins.
0: <laughs> like you're gonna pop high, this bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I took a Yo, bunch of me, vitamins. Yo, give me give me
0: the Flintstone daily.
1: <laughs> and I. Uh, and I go back. And she kicks my ass again. <laughs> <laughs> then in that was in Delaware. Then when I'm 15 I and just I'm a wannabe you gangster, as like the,
0: those like the girl with the ass. shovel fight. You that? Yeah, <laughs> what I, I was like not
1: even because in Delaware I'm like I'm like you know not just pure white trash. That's mm-hmm. my Portland days. So I move back to Portland. I'm a wannabe gangster. I think I'm tough as fuck because I hang out with dudes and whatever. And my cousin gets beat up at a different school, mm. and so I roll up to the school and I'm like, I'm gonna def- like I'm gonna kick your ass. And I looked terrifying, and I uh, ran my mouth like I was badass. And why I didn't just fucking let this bitch grovel and then walk away, I will never. So the whole school is outside of the school is not my school. While this chick is begging, she's clenching her purse and begging me. Cause everyone's just like, this chick from Madison's here. This is Jessica Garcia. She's fucking blah, blah, blah. She's begging me not to fucking hit her. And like, I, why I didn't just say like, fine, apologize to her, whatever. Cause I wasn't even mad. Like, so how am I going to fight? I'm just, just flossing. I go to grab this chick's... Okay, so back then I wore my hair. I thought I was Puerto Rican. And so, like, the thing uh, back then was... Uh, so I wore the sides and the top of my hair uh, on the top of my head. But, like, the rest was long and, like, curly. And then I would cut the bottom off of t-shirts. And it, so it would be, like, it would be like three inches off. Uh, so I had the handle, basically. I have a fucking handle for someone to grab in a fight. Uh-huh. And so uh, I grab her purse to pull it out of her thing and she just gets one hand around that thing uh, and just is punching me in the back of the head. So then I like lunge at her to like uh, get her down on the ground, which was a terrible fucking move. And we fall into this mud puddle. She shoves my legs bet- or my fucking face between her legs. So my face is just like in her vagina. And I'm she's waterboarding me in this fucking mud puddle. And she's just punching the fuck out of the back of my head. So I just look like a clown. So I get my head up enough, but I can't move my head at all. And I start screaming at Ricky to hand me a knife. And if he had handed me a knife, I would have stabbed this chick. Like that's how humiliated I was everyone's just like laughing oh, and i was man. so embarrassed so that lucky i ran World away star from home. hadn't been invented yeah yet. Fu- i'm so there are so many reasons that i'm glad that cell phones did not exist yet so i ran away from home that's how bad i got my, that's how humiliated i was by this experience is that i ran away from home that day that was my first time running away from home
0: but wouldn't when- this is in like a different part of town, right? Like, yeah, you got your ass I, don't, I don't, I don't, don't fucking fully your, understand yeah. the
1: logic. But uh, yeah, that began like a uh, uh a runaway thing that I did until I, I always got wanted up to be in a fight system. in high
0: school. Always wanted to get into a fight. Just thought I would do really well. I always planned them out in my head.
1: I got in a i I won some fights, but uh, yeah. those two were my uh, those two were both fights that I started over bullshit. And I got uh, I got beat up both times. So I run away from home and then I run away from home again. And then I run away from home again. And my mom doesn't turn me in because uh, they said if your daughter runs away one more time, we're putting her in J.D.H. So she does it. Who said that cops? cops. Because she had the cops found out the first time I ran away. And so uh, then I kept getting caught. And so she hadn't turned me in. Where did you go
0: when you ran away? Just
1: go stay at other kids' house or what? I did stay with these, like, creepy fucking dudes the first time I ran away. I don't know how I didn't get... That was a weird... It's just these fucking drug dealers. I had so much insane fucking teenage life experience. I cannot... Yeah, so I ran away several times and just kept getting caught, like, just meandering around Portland. And my mom would happen to drive by, but I would have been gone for a week, whatever. So one night I take a box of cold medicine just to get high and pass out in a mud puddle. This is the night before things or the night what before Halloween. What else would Halloween. you have done
0: with the cold medicine? Like, Listen, I, only, I stole it, but just to get high, Mom. No, I ate it. Oh.
1: I ate it. I took them You're right. to get high. And then when the ambulance comes, because they find me face down in a mud puddle. I, I just realized that that's a fucking a trend back then. Uh, the ambulance asked me if I was trying to take my life and allegedly I said yes.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
1: And, uh, I tell them that I'm a, they asked for my address and I tell them I'm a runaway. And then my mom, when they call my mom, my mom's trying to cover for me so that I don't end up in going to JDH. And my mom is like, she's not, I hadn't been home in weeks and she was like, no, she's not a runaway. She was here tonight. We had a fight, whatever. So they put me into this mental hospital. This is a new mental hospital, and I hated it. I wanted out.
0: Yeah, give me the leather straps back again. Yeah, this wasn't fun like
1: that at all. I didn't like anything about this one. And uh, I had a caseworker who I called God, and... uh, and so every time uh, she got that bitch hated me and I would be like, uh, I don't know, we should ask God. What do you think, God? And then like we'd have like uh, like meetings. This is where they said they thought I had borderline personality disorder. And I would be like, should we be having this meeting without God present? And, uh, and my mom snuck me in a cigarette. And I got caught smoking the cigarette and the next day I was on like a category three or whatever which means you can't fucking do anything and then the lady was like are you the smoker and I was like is a cigarette not crack like I just fucking hated it. So then my mom and I were planning this like heist where Ricky was going to come weld the fucking window out so I could (laughs) escape. (laughs) with a blowtorch none of it it was all my mom was high on meth so she was pretty my mom was down as this i will tell you my mom was a down as fuck b taught me everything about cops and crime so i was when i became a tweaker that's why i don't have a record Mm. is my mother taught me shit like don't carry your id in the same purse as your because my mom carried like five purses
0: (laughs) Uh, the id in the same purse as what your drugs and shit okay
1: all right well that's probably that <laughs> very similar very similar uh
0: teenage teenage years experience yeah uh i think a lot about our parents just like how different they were and how uh we both turned out pretty okay yeah i mean some might say we have amazing lives and we're raising amazing children yeah uh
1: i think that this is a great lesson in it just doesn't matter as much as you think
0: yeah it's exactly what i was just thinking they like it's really yeah you think that uh you
1: think every tiny little decision is going to damage your kids so much but the fact of the matter is that they're going to find their way
0: uh,
1: or they won't But I don't think we have a ton to do with it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, this is Mormon and the meth head saying, uh, don't raise your kids. Don't put that much effort into it. They're fine. (laughs) If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. So, read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. Or we-